Have you ever felt completely misunderstood by your spouse or your partner? Like you, you do all of these things, like all of the cooking and the cleaning and, you know, the caretaking of the kids and everything else, and they just don't acknowledge it. And then they don't want to help. Has that ever happened to you? Or do you struggle with communication with your partner? Not all the time, but sometimes does it sometimes feel like you are on completely different continents with your communication? Well, guess what? You're not the only one. There are so many people that feel the exact same way. And we are going to talk about that today with an amazing guest who is a certified life coach and works really hard to help people with their communication and relationships and just all things mom. So let's jump into this show. I'm so glad that you found the Genuine Mom Club podcast. We live in a digital world that so often leaves mamas behind. That's why I'm here, to help you get through the days and not feel so alone. I'll be covering topics from anxiety to homeschool to health to raising kids and so much more. I'll be joined by some pretty incredible experts on all of these various topics to help you with all of your mama questions. Whatever you need, I'm right here to help you. Thank you for listening to the Genuine Mom Club podcast. All right, welcome to the Genuine Mom Club podcast. I'm so excited that you're listening to this episode. Okay, so relationships are hard, right? Like they're they're not easy. And people who say they're easy, I don't know, man. They just are they must just be really laid back, okay? Cuz it's it's really hard. It's hard to be in a relationship, especially when you feel like you're maybe misunderstood or taken for granted or any of those things. So I actually pulled my followers on my Instagram account and I asked a series of questions. So listen to this, okay? Do you ever feel like you've been misunderstood by your spouse, partner? Okay, so the options were yes or no. 83% of my followers that responded to this said, yes, they feel like they've been misunderstood. Okay, the next question. Do you ever feel like all the household responsibilities land solely on you? There's two options, all the time or no, we share. And 69% said all the time. 31% said no, we share. So that, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, the odds are a little bit better. The next question was, do you sometimes or often feel like it's impossible to communicate with your spouse? 54% said yes, and 46% said no. So that's really good. That's like evening out pretty quick here, which is great. The next question is, do you ever wish your spouse would put more effort into your relationship? And 55% said all the time. When you're picking your partner to do life with, you don't really think about like, well, what's going to happen when we have three kids? And when I'm tired and I don't want to cook dinner or do the dishes and you come home from work and you're tired, like nobody really talks about that. It's just like, woo, we're in love and we're going to do this thing and it's going to be great. Like that's just kind of the general consensus. And then once you hit all of those like things like feeling resentment towards each other and all the frustration, you get bitter. So that's that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. I have an amazing guest joining me today on the Genuine Mom Club podcast. Her name is Melissa Salmarin, and she is incredible. She has a passion for working with moms. She just loves to help moms transform their lives, and it comes from her own experiences. She really just wants to help people. She wants to help people feel better, 
And she has a passion also for helping people thrive in their marriages. She is a certified coach and she's really quite fantastic. So welcome to the Genuine Mom Club podcast, Melissa. We are so psyched that you're joining us here today. Jamie, thank you for having me. I so appreciate the opportunity to come in and chat with your listeners with you and your listeners. Yeah, I'm so excited that you're here. You have so much experience and knowledge to lend to us. And I'm just so thankful for the opportunity to talk to you. Today, before we begin, could you tell me a little bit about yourself and your mission to help moms? Yeah, so I am a mom of three, uh, a wife, and a master certified coach. And I help busy, overworked moms achieve peace and calm through my care method. And this is my passion, my calling. We were talking before we started recording because I have been the overwhelmed mom. I know what that path is like. I have struggled and worked on myself for many, many years. And I realized that I'm not alone um, somewhere along the way. I think many of us as moms lose ourselves. And that was certainly the case for me where I just woke up one day and realized, well, I didn't actually know what had happened. I didn't know where I went and who I was. And so that really started me on a journey of really discovering who I was now that I was also a mother because I was when I became a mother somewhere along the lines, I think that, that I really attached to that, that identity and not realizing that, you know, we all have many identities, right? Yeah. And so that's a little bit about me. That's awesome. Now you mentioned your care method. You help through the care method. Can you, uh, can you tell me a little bit about what the care method is? Yeah. So this is that step-by-step journey to take you from the overwhelm to the peace and calm and care is an acronym and so the c is consciously connected and the reason we start there is because when you are in an overwhelmed state you 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 cannot be connected you can't be connected with yourself you can't be connected with others around you so really it starts with finding different um I work with my clients to find different life strategies to help them get grounded and reconnect to themselves. There's not a one size fits all type of approach. You know, what works for one mom may not work for another. So some of it, some examples of um, what that might look like for a mom would be, you know, maybe it's journaling for five minutes a day. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's, you know, squeezing in a daily walk, you know, so it's different for each one um, of my clients that I work with. So we really do that work to figure out what works for them. The A is for awareness. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And I'm excited to, to kind of dive into that. But really, this is learning about yourself, how to prioritize your needs, and realizing that, you know, as moms, we all talk about how we have no time. And I'm guilty of that too. I have no time. I have no time. But really, it's not a matter of time. It's a matter of prioritizing that time and then just understanding what matters most to you, I would say. 
Then we have R, which is for re-energize. And that really hones in on letting go of habits that don't serve you and picking up habits that will serve you in your day-to-day just to to have the most well-rounded life, if you will. Another huge, huge thing to tackle is boundaries. What are my boundaries? Um, How can I implement them? Practicing them as well. It's huge. That's a, a huge part of it. And then E is the empowered from within. That's also, I think, a little bit of what we're going to talk about today is how responsibility plays into our day-to-day life and realizing it's how we respond to life circumstances and really taking full ownership of everything in our lives. And then choice. Choices, you know, sometimes we feel like we don't have a choice as to whether or not we get to do something. And we realize that our life is really an accumulation of the choices that we've made and that we can make different choices. And by doing so, we can change our lives. It's incredible. That's really awesome. So that is the care method. That's really cool. I love it. I love the care method. That sounds awesome. Thank you. And you're very well experienced with like relationships and all of those things. So how important is it to try to understand your partner's personality? It's everything. So communication, and I'll, I'll just speak from my personal experience with my husband. My husband and I have been together for 21 years now, married for 14. You know, looking back, I was pretty, I was pretty young when we started dating. And looking back, I can see that we never really communicated very well at all. Mm. We were attracted to each other for some reason, right? We had values in common. There were, there were other things we got along pretty well, but when I think it came to, you know, starting a life together, married, having children, it became really apparent. Our communication just really broke down pretty quick under times of stress and pressure and just whatever was going on in life. And so I think it is the most significant thing that we can work on in our relationships to improve them. Yeah. Is knowing your partner's personality. Really? Yeah. Understanding not only your person, your partner's personality and Mm -hmm. how to communicate with them and the way that they like to be communicated with, but really starting with your understanding your own. Mm. Yeah. That's so true. And yeah, one of the things that I like is um, to talk about is DISC. And DISC is a personality assessment. I don't, have you ever taken it, Jamie? I haven't. No. Okay. Well, DISC is, it's really broken down into four different categories. And, you know, we all have different aspects of these four categories in our lives. So there's the D, which is dominant. And those are the really, you know, straightforward action takers in our lives. And I is more of, they're very, usually very extroverted and very charismatic and they just love relationships. They love connection. And S is more of like a steady and, and anyone listening can go and look this up because I'm not, I'm giving like a, a, a high level overview here, but the S is, you know, those 
those loyal people in your life that are going to be there for you no matter what. Um, that's really a key characteristic of the S. And then the C is can be called the conscientious or um, control is one. So these are your detail people. This was so pivotal for me. I actually learned about DISC in a in a soft skills class many years ago. And what was so cool about it was that, you know, I identified what I was and it really made so much sense to me when it was broken down. So for me, you know, we're all a combination of these. I am a very high I and S. Okay. And so I love people. I love connection. I am loyal. You know, I'm all of those things. And I, and, and so that was really helpful in the understanding that's how I show up in the world. Yeah. That's how I like to communicate. I realized also that in my, in my line of work and with my husband, he, he was a C. Most of the people I was, was working with were C's. It just all, it was like a total light bulb moment. It's like, no wonder I feel like they don't understand me sometimes. And no wonder, you know, like why it feels hard. And sometimes it just feels so hard. Yeah, because I am speaking to these other people in the way that I like to be spoken to. Mm. That's never a good recipe for communication. For sure. <laughs> so it was like, okay, I need to learn how to communicate in a C manner. Hmm. Wow. And so really it just gives you a simple language to be able to, you know, break it down. Yeah. And these assessments are available, by the way, they're out there for free. So anyone can okay. go and take a DISC assessment and learn, learn a little bit about their style and how to communicate with other styles in their lives. Um, okay. So this was huge for me. I remember coming home from that training and just talking to my husband about this and um, taking and applying some of what I learned immediately yeah. and seeing just big shifts in the way that he was responding to me. That's awesome. So you said you can find it anywhere online. So you, like even just a Google search, if you type in disc, it'll just yes. pop up. It, yes. And if you like, I know of a free one specifically that I really like. I'm happy to share that with you. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be great. I'll put it in the show notes so that the listeners can, you know, check it out for themselves and learn a little bit about their personality and their partner's personality. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I find that, I find it extremely fascinating. Another, another one um, is, and you may be familiar with this one. This one's pretty popular. Love languages. Oh yeah. There's a yeah. book called love languages. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't want to go into all the desk, um, you know, understanding your partner's love language. Now this is not so much about personality, but this is about how they feel that you're showing them love. Right. Yeah. So for me, it's, um, words of affirmation. Right. Right. So I love people to give me all the praise <laughs> and specifically my husband. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. and it's funny, it's funny though, with love languages, um, my husband's the same, his is words of affirmation. So I would have thought this would have been easy for me. Mm. Um, but for some reason it really wasn't. And when I realized our ours were the same, you know, it gave me, 
it gave me some direction on how to be like just very intentional with my communication with him. Wow. Because, you know, it could be, and it could be small things from, you know, he took out the trash, which, you know, no one thanks me for washing the dishes, right? Like, it's, <laughs> it's the mom. <laughs> Well, you need me to congratulate you for taking out the trash. Isn't that your job? But uh, it's amazing when you, when you give people, you know, the love language they need, or you communicate with them in the style that they need, regardless of, I mean, I guess this is just taking the judgment out of it. It's incredible how just the communication automatically improves. Wow. So knowing your partner's personality can really help with that communication. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then just doing a little bit of research and, you know, in my case, you know, how do you talk to a a highly detailed person when you're not very detailed? Like I am not a detail oriented person. You know, I may ask my husband, Hey, do you want to go to go out with some friends on a Saturday night? We're going to watch this concert and he'll want to know, okay, what time? exactly where, where are we parking? Where are we meeting? Are we going to eat dinner there or before? And I am just like, okay, we're going. I think I I know the time. I know where it is. We'll, we'll um, put that into ways and (laughs) he really needs to know everything, Hmm. all the things behind that. So it's important for me, even though it doesn't matter to me to be prepared with some of those details or just to say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll figure that, you know, I'll ask those questions and I'll come back to you and then we can get our game plan together. Wow. That's really interesting that you, that you said that. Cause it's something that I don't even really think about. I mean, it's just not like, I'm like, well, that's my husband and I, I know him. So whatever, like, we'll just, <laughs> just roll with it. But I never think about like the difference in communication and like, you know how that famous saying women are from, what is it? Women are from Mars. Yeah. 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 No, men are from Mars. Women are from Yes. Yeah. That one. Yeah. It's like we, we do a lot of times have different communication and it may not even just be because women, men, it's just, that's how our personalities are. Yes. Yes, absolutely. that's That's really interesting. So in the very beginning of the podcast, you mentioned taking responsibility in your relationship. Tell me and our listeners a little bit about how taking responsibility saved your own marriage. You know, I had done this work on communication many years ago, started that, and that really did help us tremendously. Somewhere along the way, I lost sight of that. And and we had our third child. I'll just kind of share the story with you to, to help put it in context. We had our third child and my husband was working around the clock and I was figuring out how to juggle, you know, three kids now instead of two and work and all of the things. And I was really struggling. I was completely overwhelmed and I felt like he was just, you know, he was working and providing and working long hours and completely cut off. Mm. And Every time we talked, it was basically like to talk about the kids. It was sort of, it turned into a roommate situation. Mm. And actually we had gone to some counseling while I was pregnant and 
counseling wasn't really helping. Mm. And I was so frustrated. He was so frustrated. He didn't see the point of it. He was just kind of going along because he felt like that's what he had to do. You know, I felt like I was putting in all the effort. You know, I'm the one who sought out the counseling. I'm the one who I felt like was doing everything to save our marriage. Mm. But when I really realized um, this whole concept of responsibility and that, you know, when you're in a relationship, some people think, you know, I'll do my 50% and they need to bring their 50%. But the reality is we both need to bring 100%. Because how do you judge, you know, like I put in a 75% today and I put in, you know, you only put in your 25%, you know, you can't judge what someone else's 50% is. So I started taking responsibility for my reactions Mm. because I really had a hard time with anytime asked me anything or contradicted me. I would have a very strong reaction. It would, it was sort of like I would throw a temper tantrum. So I just decided two things, you know, what if I just start being the calm person that I am in every other relationship in my life? Uh, What if I just stopped reacting? What if I just stopped reacting and started responding? And I'll be honest, that takes practice. Oh yeah. That I don't want anyone to think that, you know, you can just be like, I'm going to just start responding. Maybe you can. And if you can, oh my goodness, more power to you. I'm, I'm so happy for you. But for me, it wasn't that way. It really took a lot of conscious effort, a lot of self-compassion mm-hmm. when I screwed up and just starting over again. And I think the second thing, really taking those communication skills again and really focusing on what does he need? Mm-hmm. What does he need right now? And putting my attention there as opposed to all the ways he wasn't meeting my needs. Yeah. That is so selfless. Like to, (laughs) to do that, that's an intent. Well, I had a coach. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I had a coach. I will not, you know, I don't, I, I'm not sure I would have been able to do it. Otherwise, I mean, I really wanted to to work. I just really wanted it to work. And we were, you know, I was, I was on the brink. And I just didn't know what else to do. Wow. And so it was sort of like an experiment. Wow. Let's just see what happens. Let's just focus on this for, you know, a month or two months and see what happens. Hmm. And I was just very intentional every single day about, you know, visualizing myself when he says something, how was I going to react? And I just kept picturing myself in a state of calm and peace. Wow. Every single day. Wow. Yeah. It luckily was an experiment that worked. Like what happened on his end of it? Like you, it worked for you after practice and time and having a coach, but what happened on his side of it? Yeah. I think that, you know, the more that he saw that I wasn't reacting and I was responding, the more his defenses came down and he was more open and we just started having conversations and communicating um, better. I mean, it was almost like, it was almost like magic. Wow. Just me putting in that effort, his complete demeanor ended up transitioning fairly quickly. 
Wow. I mean, it wasn't a matter of weeks where I was like, wow, I mean, this is like a whole new relationship here. The tensions completely de-escalated. We sort of just started relearning how to, how to be with each other. Wow. That is really awesome. And it's so inspirational because, you know, you hit that point in your marriage or your relationship and it's just like, you're lacking in the communication and your spouse or partner or whatever is just like, not listening or like not, you know, kind of taking you for granted. And it's so easy to get so bitter and those bitter feelings just grow and grow and grow. And then that's how a lot of marriages end. And it's just so amazing that you took it upon yourself to get help from a coach and to really revamp who you were and how you reacted so that you could save your marriage. Like that's incredibly impressive. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, you know, I was determined to make it work. I've always been someone who, you know, worked on myself quite a bit. And I made a promise to myself that I was not going to give up on my marriage until I had done everything that I could possibly do. And so really it was a commitment to working on me. Because I figured either way, there was nothing to lose. That is amazing. It really is like this, just, just like so shocking and awesome. And I love that it, you said it was like an experiment and it worked. Like, what did you have to lose? Like, it's just such a, such an amazing thing to think about that. Cause I know for a fact, like I have people following me that are struggling in their relationships and their spouse isn't you know, listening or like they're in that situation that you're in where the the husband or, you know, partner will go to work all day and they won't like acknowledge when they come home, like how much you did. And it's just the resentment, it just grows and the anger and the frustration. And it's like, well, notice what I'm doing. Like, why can't you do the dishes? And, you know, then he's maybe like, well, I worked all day. Like it's just this nasty, bitter cycle. And the fact that you're standing here telling us like, Hey, you can break the cycle. And it's not going to be just this magical thing where it's like, oh, well, my spouse, he made the change. And so it's good. Or like we went to counseling together and it, you know, fixed everything like you fixed you. And by doing that, you fixed your relationship. Yes. Yes. That's incredible. And it's such a testament. And like, it's just so good to be able to tell people like it's possible. Like that's just so it's so hope filled. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're willing to take that responsibility on and, and be selfless and it doesn't have to be for forever because, you know, I, I, let's be honest, some marriages, maybe the partner is not going to necessarily respond, but Mm -hmm. wouldn't you rather know? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's where I came to. I mean, I'll know, I'll just know that I did everything I could and that was his choice at that point. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's so much better to know too. Like just even if they did what you did and it didn't work out, at least they knew that they gave it their all. Right. And that's so important. Exactly. So for our listener that is listening to this and maybe she's feeling, you know, what you felt and she's like, okay, maybe I should try this. Can you share some practical steps on how to take responsibility in, you know, our marriages and our relationships and, you know, kind of what that looked like for you. Yeah. I mean, I think in my case, what it looked like was I knew that I had a, a reaction 
challenge that I was facing. Mm -hmm. And so I guess just identifying, you know, what, where's your Achilles heel? You know, it's becoming really aware. That's the first step is becoming aware of where your trigger points are. Yeah. And then, you know, looking at those and making the decision to, you know, not give into that trigger point, Mm. you know, so if it's the responding versus the reaction, and then, you know, I think understanding for me was huge that I could only control what I was doing. Right. I couldn't control him. And I, I mean, I guess that was part of the awareness is that um, I didn't realize that I was controlling and I really was, I wanted, you know, I had these expectations of what he should be doing and when he should be doing it and how I should be doing it. And, uh, you know, I had to just say, Nope, I'm can only control me. Wow. I can only control what I'm going to do. You know, that's where boundaries really comes in as well. Boundaries have been something that, you know, that I really struggled with and didn't really understand five years ago, even even though we had some boundaries in place, I think that um, I really slacked off on some of them and, you know, realizing that I was teaching him how to treat me. Mm. And if I wanted him to treat me differently, then I really needed to put boundaries in place, be willing to follow through with consequences in some cases, if he didn't respect the boundary. So how did you essentially teach him to treat you differently? One of our major uh, challenges that we face is that he likes to clutter every surface area of our house. <laughs> you know, if there's a, if there is a empty surface, like the table that, you know, the kitchen table, the famous, you know, just every square inch, I'm just not even kidding. That completely overwhelms me. Clutter completely overwhelms me. And so that was really, you know, working to understand that, okay, maybe there are some areas of the house where, you know, there can be some clutter and I can be okay with it, but really, you know, saying, really having that conversation with an approach to when I see all this clutter all over the kitchen table, for instance, or the dining room table, it really overwhelms me. And I would really like us to come to an agreement that we don't keep the table clutter free. And so it was really just having that conversation and getting an agreement Mm. around, you know, how we were going to move forward. And then, you know, the next day there would be clutter all over the kitchen table. (laughs) And it was, it was like, Ooh, bite your tongue. Don't go into that. You know, you said you were going to, um, and I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. Um, I really have to watch that, but, um, you know, we agreed to keeping the kitchen table clutter free. So like, what do you need from me to help with that? Wow. And so it was a lot of back and forth, a lot of back and forth. And we still have that sometimes for different things that we're, we're, we're dealing with. And it's mainly around like the household for some reason, but that's, (laughs) you know, that's just us. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like that's how it is for a lot of married couples. It's the household. It's like, yeah, it's the day to day, you know, it's not the, it's not the huge, big life decisions. It's the day to day. Yeah. Cause I find that, um, you know, just 
in general, women are the ones that seem to have to take on all of the stuff, like in the house and everything else. And it, it gets really exhausting and it does. Yeah. So it can really make you feel kind of like bitter, especially when you see the table and it's like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. What is this? Like my, my husband's like that. Like he's very like, he'll just have his stuff everywhere, but it's like his organized chaos. And I'm like, dude, I can't handle this. Like you need to, you need to deal with your, with your mess. So <laughs> I get kind right. of like agitated, but now our daughter's doing it. So I'm like, <laughs> I've got like, a yes, <laughs> yes. Like, we're oh modeling God. for them. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's intense, but I love that you guys just, you know, you communicated and you learned how to communicate with him. And that helped in such an amazing way. Like you learned his language and then you told him like, Hey, this isn't okay. Like we need to work on this. And like, it's not like it just changed like overnight, but it, it worked. And I love that. Yeah. I mean, really, I think one thing, um, one sort of tip I can say is using I when you're communicating and not you, because people can go immediately on the defensive when you use the word you. Oh, wow. So can you give us like a little example of that? Yeah. So in the, you know, in the, in the, the clutter example, you know, I told him, I, I said, I feel overwhelmed when we have all this clutter on the table. So I really need your help in figuring oh. out how to yeah. get around this or stop doing this or not cluttering, cluttering this area. So it, it wasn't, it used to be, and, um, you know, I, again, I have to be intentional. It used to be like, you left this mess on the table again. What is wrong? Why can't we get this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we agreed on this and yeah. why can't you just, I, I, I totally get that. <laughs> That's kind of, it's yeah. really hard. Like it's hard to like teach yourself, like you're teaching him essentially, <laughs> but you're also teaching yourself. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. And I, you know, I think it's, I think it's really becoming okay with sometimes us teaching each other things because I mean, all of us are human. Yes. Right. And so he teaches me things too. And we don't often probably stop to think about that. You know, and it's like, rather than me being resentful for me having to teach him, it's yeah. like, you know, this is what I can give him and he can give me other things and really just recognizing that. Yeah. That's really good. I, you know, that's such a wonderful way to think about it because it's so easy for us, especially to be like, well, I have to teach him this on top of you know, doing all of the housework and working a job. And like, it can be so easy to get like frustrated by that. But the fact is, is that like, like you just said, like he is teaching you things. Like if you actually sit down and think about it, your partner, your spouse, they're teaching you things. Absolutely. And, you know, I would have, I wouldn't have believed you a couple of years ago if you would have told me that um, he's really stepped up and he makes all the kids lunches and he does he, he, he's always actually, he loves to do the laundry. He's, oh, wow. he's always loved to do the laundry, but you know, but it's not because I've asked him to, I needed, I did need help. I did not need to do everything. Um, but when we escalated, it just sort of naturally happened that he uncovered that he really enjoyed making the kids lunches. And wow. I don't love that you know, he stepped up his game in so many other areas because he wanted to. Yeah. That's so nice. 
That's so nice. And I, I'm sure more than sure, actually, that that is such an encouragement for our listeners that are kind of in that tough spot in their relationship. So to the woman that's listening to this episode and she's feeling really overwhelmed because like maybe her marriage is just completely on the rocks and like she's at her wit's end and she's feeling like she just wants to give up. She just wants to, you know, back out of the marriage and like whatever. What advice do you have for her today? Yeah, I would just take a step back and really evaluate. First of all, do you want to work on it? You know, do you want to work on it? You know, is your life, this is such a powerful question um, that my coach asks when it comes to relationships, because, you know, only you can decide, but when you're, when you're making that decision, is your life better with this person in it? Or is it not Mm. basically, you know? And so I think that would be step one. And If you do decide that this person makes your life better, then into trying an experiment where you make it all about them, learning their communication style and and really just honing in on what you can do to make their life, ask them questions, take an interest in them and make it all about them for, you know, whatever a period of time that feels comfortable for you and see what happens. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, if you need extra support, there's nothing wrong with getting support, whether it's a counselor, whether it's a, co- you know, whoever it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid to ask for that support. And there's still things that you can do, right? Even if your partner is not willing, because really mine was at a point where it's not that he wasn't invested in the, the marriage, but he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to seek the counseling or whatever. So he wasn't, we weren't actively working on it together. It was just me in the beginning. Wow. And, and I did it. So it's possible um, if you want it, but I think the first step is, do you really want it? And are you willing to do what it takes? For sure. So if, you know, somebody is looking and they're like, I think I need help. I think I need a coach. I would highly suggest Melissa. She is incredible. And she is just, she's been there. Like you've been there. You've been through that really tough time. You've been through that moment where you're just like, is this worth it? Like you've been there, you've done that. And so I believe like, definitely if somebody needs help, like it's so much better to go to somebody who has experience in that situation. And I find that just helps you so much. And you are someone who's experienced in it and you've come out the other side and you're wonderful, really. So I am going to put uh, your website in the show notes as well. And so if somebody is, you know, struggling in their marriage and they're like, I need to talk to somebody, I need help with this. I'm going to direct them to you because I really think that what you're, what you're sharing with us today on this show is just so beautiful and so deep and so inspiring that you can change your relationship, that you can make a change and, and be better and have that relationship that you've wanted all along. Like, it's just such a beautiful thing to, to think about. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate that. Uh, I also have a group, a Facebook group. So if anyone's just looking for some extra support, like a supportive community, um, I'd be happy to share that group as well. If they just want to come in and check it out and be a part of that community. That would be amazing. That would be so amazing. What's the name of the group? It's from the overwhelmed to the connected mom. 
Okay. That's fantastic. Do you mind if I put that in the show notes as well? Yes, please. If you don't, if you don't mind, that would be great. Okay. Fantastic. So that will all be in the show notes. And so, you know, if they want to just, if they're maybe not comfortable with coaching yet, um, join her group. That just sounds so awesome. So I'm very excited to be able to share you with my listeners and help them really live the best life possible. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much for coming on this episode of the Genuine Mom Club podcast today. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. And I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I really, it was a great conversation. So thank you so much. And we will have you on the show again soon. So that'll be nice. (laughs) Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Genuine Mom Club podcast. We did talk a lot about relationships and about how Melissa fixed her relationship, which is very incredible and very inspiring. If you're in a relationship and you're feeling overwhelmed, there is hope. There is ways to overcome these obstacles of communication. And that's pretty obvious by listening to Melissa's story. You can learn more about Melissa in uh, the show notes. I have her website and her Instagram account. But listen, if you're in a relationship that is literally going nowhere and you've tried everything to fix it, you're feeling burnt out and tired, or if you are potentially being mentally, emotionally, or physically abused, it's okay to throw the towel in in that situation. It's okay. It's okay to seek help and to work on your marriage, but in situations like that, it's okay to walk away. Anyways, I just wanted to say that if somebody's listening and you know they are in that sort of situation and they're like, well, maybe it is me. No, it's not, okay? It's not. There are so many situations where their relationship is just not good and the person that you're with is essentially toxic. So in that situation, I want you to know that it's okay to walk away. All right, I hope that you enjoyed the show today. I hope that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. And I just want you to know how special you are. You really truly are such a special person. All right. Bye-bye for now.